0: All right, once again, you are listening to KXRY Portland and KQAC 3 Portland at 107.1 and 91.1. Streaming online everywhere at xray.fm. You are listening to Night School with Bobby D, the Finest, and Modern Soul, Boogie, and Outsider Funk. We're going to do a special smoother edition here. I'm sitting in studio with the local icon, Mr. Kenny Polson. Uh, Kenny, welcome to the show. Thanks for
1: having me, it's good to be here.
0: Yeah, it's great to have you in as well. You know, I figure throughout the hour, we'll dive deep into your work. Kenny is uh, a saxophonist and jazz educator here in Portland. We're lucky to have him in studio tonight and we'll be listening to some music from his newly reissued Paradise record, as well as some other uh, tunes, maybe even a, a sneak preview of some new stuff. That's right. All right, well, perhaps we could we could deep, dig deep back into where smooth jazz starts. I, I figure we could get into this Grover, Washington cut to give some context for the people.
1: All right, let's do it.
0: All right, you're listening to X-Ray FM, where radio is yours. All right. Once again, you're listening to Night School with Bobby D. I'm sitting here in studio with Kenny Polson a local saxophonist and jazz educator. Once again, Kenny, it's great to have you on the program. Good to be here. Yeah. We were just kind of chopping it up off mic and I thought, you know, this is too good for the people not to <laughs> to hear, you know. <laughs> uh, Kenny comes to Portland from uh, Fresno. You've been here for a, at least a couple decades now, yeah?
1: Yeah, I've been here for about 15 years. Okay. Yeah.
0: And uh, I mean, tell the people, you know, you started uh, in California. You were teaching uh, well before you came here. Yes. Uh, you studied under a lot of folks. Uh, perhaps
1: you could kind of speak to that. Well, I, uh, uh, my studies, I, I studied at, uh, I did my AA degree over at, in Fresno, uh, Fresno City College. And then after I finished Fresno City College, I went to Fresno State and played in their award-winning uh, jazz band. And uh, from there, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> a lot going on. Actually, I I'm taught sure. taught there for about five years, and then left and went to uh, Bogota, Colombia, to teach down there.
0: Wow. Okay, yeah, because there's there's a Brazilian uh, touch, you know, on some of your your music, as you know, it's infused. We haven't gotten to any of it yet, but folks, stay tuned. But you're gonna hear some of Kenny's sound. Um, Clearly you waste no time. I mean, it, from a young age, was you know saxophone your calling? How did that work?
1: Well, uh, I got into music for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> <Uh-oh. laughs> there was a nice little girl that I wanted to meet, you know? <laughs> That'll happen. And that's how I started, and uh, I guess I still owe her. <laughs> hey, there you go. So I got in uh, for that reason, and uh, we became friends, and we still are, actually. How cool. Um, and so, yeah. I just kept playing the music. I I really enjoyed it, and here I am, you know. Right on. And so many folks out there, you know, should know that, you know, Kenny's uh,
0: history as an educator, you know, clearly goes back. You also are are leaving out a great part. Uh, You spent some time out at Howard University on the East Coast, where I imagine uh, a lot of connections were made.
1: Oh, yeah. I studied with a lot of heavyweights there. I was very fortunate to study with Charlie Young, who was one of the few students of... uh, Cannonball Adderley, mm-hmm. and then I uh, also studied with uh, my uh, uh, arranging instructor, his name is Ripper Stone, and um, he studied with Nikolai Slonimsky, who also had a student named Thad Jones.
2: Oh.
1: <laughs> a very familiar name
0: in Portland, um, specifically as uh, the organization you work with, the American Music Program, uh, an organization that has... Uh, Kept the legacy of of Thera, memories, music, and band um, arranging career very live. Thad Jones was a huge um, influence on Thera's work. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah, it's hard hard to you know swallow so many ways we could go with this. I think people need to know you know you've you've played with a lot of folks and you've also made a lot of music of your own. All of this time when you were studying, uh, and teaching, you know, are we
1: talking the late eighties, early nineteen nineties? I've been studying and teaching for a long time. I actually became a teacher uh, formally in 1983. Oh, wow. I had yeah. no idea. It goes that yeah. far back. Yeah, it goes that far back.
0: So that's yeah. interesting. Okay, so we're listening in the background to Grover Washington, Mr. Magic. A lot of folks kind of hear this song, and it has a very... Um, You know, it has a pop sensibility and in the mid-1970s, there were like at least a couple strains of jazz, you know, Mm post-bop was fading away, Um, jazz-funk fusion uh, was happening, Mm -hmm. and a lot of those very technical arrangements sat, you know, with a certain audience and then this sort of more lyrical way of playing. Um, would kind of come to the forefront. So someone like Grover Washington, who we're listening to in the background, you know, he's playing leads. You know, he's That's he's right. in the front. He's not really improvising a whole lot. Uh, in many ways, you could see this as the foundation for smooth jazz. And and throughout right. the 1980s, you know, a time when you're coming
1: up, smooth jazz is developing as a genre. That's right. Yeah, this they when this first came out, they they gave it a label and they called it neo soul at the time. Oh, really? Yeah, they called it neo soul. I've never heard that. Wow. Yeah. How, okay, so you
0: clearly, you know, if we'll get into some of Kenny's music right after this, um, Kenny is deep in the smooth jazz world. I imagine mm. there was a bit of a chagrin to m- much of the you know population at the time, the '80s, when jazz was changing. The establishment wasn't too keen on it. Perhaps you could speak to that, you know, in your experience uh,
1: find, yeah, finding your way there. It was pretty different um, because at the time they were used to uh, a different school of jazz. Uh, uh, we had just lost Coltrane, but his music was still very much alive. And, uh, um, you know, jazz didn't really have a kind of a pop, pop beat to it, you know. And, and this Grover Washington kind of set it up so that uh, the rest of us can, can do that. Mm-hmm. oh sure the mm-hmm. jazz crusaders i'm sure as well right. uh-huh. you know a,
0: a very um so many groups too when mm-hmm. you were making music in the 1980s and teaching did you ever think i'm going to go along a certain strain of of jazz or
1: were you just there to create how that i was just doing what felt good at the time you know i played whatever anybody else wanted to wanted to play and also what other folks may have wanted to hear at the time and i was just having a good time with what was happening i'm sure yeah yeah well,
0: let's just step into a tune here. This is a track called No More Lonely Nights off of akinney's newest reissue, mm-hmm. um, Paradise. Uh, stay tuned. Once again, you're listening to X-Ray FM, where radio is yours. All right. Once again, you're listening to Night School with Bobby D. I'm here in studio with Kenny Paulson, local saxophonist and jazz educator. We're listening to uh, just a bevy of cuts from the Kenny Paulson catalog, um, uh, and especially those from the new Paradise uh, reissue record, uh, oh. originally released 2001, and has just come back onto the scene. Kenny, perhaps you could talk about you know the nature of recording that record and uh, what the
1: reissue is like now. Well, half of that CD was recorded in Brazil. So it was really, really interesting doing and everything. Uh, uh, I really loved it. I was very fortunate to be able to play with some of the top musicians down there. So a lot of them are represented on this project. Cool. And so uh, I really got lucky. It was, um, long story short, it was sitting in the garage, right? this CD and and the next one also, and uh, one of my friends turned that CD on to a guy who had a record label down in Las Vegas, and so they gave me a call and said, hey, what you doing? I said, I'm just sitting up here chilling. He says, what what about that record of yours? I'm like, well, it's in the garage. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And he says, well, it's time for it to come out the garage, and uh, he explained what he had and what he wanted to do. And. I had to sit down for that one. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure, yeah. yeah. I wasn't quite ready for that phone call, but it, it happened. And uh, fortunately for me, he was uh, signed uh, with Sony mm-hmm. for distribution. And so here we are.
0: Yeah, that's something. And now, in all media outlets you can find uh, Paradise, essentially iTunes and CD Baby and all those. Um, Ways in which people get music these days, I'm sure. That's right. Yeah. And, and that's just within the past few months, right?
1: Oh, yeah. That's actually within the past six, no, eight months. Okay. So now it's time for a new one to come out. Ah,
0: <laughs> a new reissue or a new record?
1: A new record.
0: Ah, so yeah. you're back. So that's interesting. You know, uh, I imagine you you were still making music, you know, you're pretty fluid like that. You know, it's very mm-hmm. consistent. You're you're out there teaching um but I wonder if there is an impetus, you know, for someone, you know, seeing you from the outside, to call you up and to say, "Hey, you know, this thing that you forgot about this record from, you know, nearly two decades ago. We want to put that out." Does that make you want to record more music? Absolutely. <laughs> I'm sure.
1: Because if something that I did a long time ago, which is old to me, can be new to people who haven't heard it, that makes me feel like, well, hey, I got some more stuff. On. You know, that for me, that's. You know, I've I've grown since then. Yeah, and so I wanted to share um, some new, some new material. Killer!
0: Know? Yeah, I look forward to hearing that. And uh, you know, were you kind of at a stage before that call came where you were like, oh, I'm not in a rush, and now it's absolutely whole, whole new ballgame.
1: I wasn't in a rush then. <laughs> <laughs> But once I got that that phone call, then that kind of put some fire under me, and I realized that, well, it's time for me to get up and do something, so here I am. That's great. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, you also mentioned Brazil. What brought you down there?
1: I was down in Brazil. I was actually um, in Bogota, Colombia, teaching uh, music down there. And I had done some uh, very interesting I, I I'd done a lot of... Uh, recording sessions because the guys found out that I could read music and a lot of the guys down there didn't read music, which I thought was interesting mm. because they're still good musicians. Yeah, yeah. But they liked the fact that they could put music in front of me and just count it off, and I could I could play what they had, you know. So because of that, I was able to do a lot of recording sessions while I was teaching at uh, the school, Colegio Nueva Granada. Wow. Okay. And so I did recording sessions also did some some television shows it was really really cool oh cool yeah yeah that's some icing on the cake right there Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) cool and so at the once again at the time you know this record um i love it you know i'm looking uh at the cover here there you are the the ocean is in the background i mean these are some
1: smooth vibes (laughs) right that actually that photo right there uh, was taken uh on my local beach i lived in ipanema Oh, so okay. that was taken in Ipanema.
0: Wow, it's not every day someone can say they were doing stuff in Ipanema. That's for sure. Oh yeah, it was great, man, great. Um, we should talk about the follow-up. So this record came out in two thousand and one. It was um, kind of your first major release at that time, right. from what I understand. Mm-hmm. Uh, after that, you know, this is the other record that hasn't yet to be uh, reissued, but perhaps right. will be soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, Serendipity, the follow-up, two thousand and four. Right. Um, this record features a lot of uh heavy hitters some great players michael henderson phil upchurch fred wesley uh Mm -hmm. formerly of james brown's group and even um uh, bruce conti tower power and uh tom grant local uh pianist here in town Mm -hmm. um i feel like we should get into a track from this this next record and kind of get a feel for what that sounded like okay that's cool that sounds good okay this this uh, this next track I believe is called "Missing You." It's uh, one that features. Oh, it's got Fred on that. It's got one. Fred, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so once again, you are listening to Night School with Bobby D, the finest in modern soul, boogie, and outsider funk. I'm sitting here in the studio with Kenny Pulson. Stay tuned. Listen to X Ray FM, where radio is yours. Once again, we are in studio, Night School with Bobby D, Kenny Polson in the mix. We're playing some cuts off of his Paradise reissue, as well as a new one just released today. That last tune you heard, Love on a Two-Way Street, um, single issued by Sony, and it's already charting. Kenny, you should be proud.
1: I'm so happy I don't know what to do with myself. (laughs) (laughs) This thing is on like five different charts, you know? It's a lot, and uh, I'm I'm very excited. Yeah, as you should be. I mean,
0: I have to be honest. My uh, my perception of you know smooth jazz, I, I, I'm not quite there. I need I need to learn more. I need to be educated. And when I hear that you know this music is affecting so many people, um, it's it just means that there is an entire audience out there that you know we're not privy to. Perhaps you could talk about your your journey you know, working with this easy listening, smooth jazz, you know, it's it's a deviant from the, the jazz old guard, so I'm sure you right. found your way within it.
1: Yeah, it's, a, it's a different than straight ahead uh, and mainstream and, you know, all the different other genres. Uh, but I'm gonna make it very clear, I, I enjoy doing that music too. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's beautiful, you know. Uh, and it's more challenging as a musician to do uh, mainstream and straight ahead you know, it's, it's a lot more challenging. The smooth jazz is uh, the fun stuff.
0: <laughs> I'm sure, yeah. It's feel good, you know. Yeah. This is the kind of music that mm-hmm. someone can put on, um, I don't know, in, in moments where, like, it's it's very thoughtful. I, I think of this as, like, a pensive type of late-night thing, mm-hmm. whether you're, you know, on your own, you're out for a jog, you're, you're
1: with a friend. Or if you're driving like, on the freeway or something like that. you know, yeah. It's, it's not very taxing. It doesn't involve a lot of concentration and focus. You know, it can just go with the flow, you know. Like mm-hmm. you said, feel good. Sure. <laughs> May, yeah, maybe
0: this is your alternative. Podcasts are so big, so maybe this is your alternative to the podcast. Get get smooth with it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of, we're going to, you know, debut uh, one of these cuts from uh, an, a forthcoming record. Uh, mm-hmm as yet to be unnamed, but coming out in August. Um, right. Kenny is uh, setting forth to redo a very classic tune. Perhaps you could talk about that before we jam it on.
1: Yeah, this is a tune that, um, shoot, I love this tune when it first came out, it's a remake, and it's a tune that um, I, I did my research on it and found out that uh, no other smooth jazz artist has done this tune. I'm like, wow, nobody's done that? Soon I'm going to do it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Good, man. I remember you're steadfast and, and here you are. Um, this tune is a, a song called La La Means I Love You and will drop in the coming couple months. Is that right?
1: Yeah, that one will probably come out uh, right at the, the top of or the middle of July and then we'll drop the, uh, the full CD right after that. Okay. Yeah, Lala means I love you by Dale Phonics, but this time it was just my interpretation of it.
0: Yeah, the, the Kenny Poulsen flip. Here we go. There we go. Let's, let's dig right into it. This is a sneak preview of what's to come debut. Once again, you're listening to X Ray FM Night School with Bobby D. Sitting here in studio with Kenny Polson, getting into that smooth, smooth sound. And uh, we have yet to really talk about your your work as a jazz educator here in town. You've worked with uh, numerous grade school and high school uh, programs, as I understand it,
1: and and universities, right? (laughs) Well,
0: and you sit on the board currently at at Mountain Hood Community College. Is that yes? I do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I have a CD right here of, of your work uh, uh, at Cleveland High School. Mm-hmm. Um, you all made a, a record, and these are high school kids that played on it. You did a lot of the arranging. Could you talk about that experience?
1: Yeah, I did all the arranging uh, for our jazz band, and uh, this is the stuff that I studied for when I was at Howard University. I was actually writing long before I got to Howard, <laughs> but uh, Howard helped me to uh, hone in on my, on my skills, and, and uh, I learned a lot. From what I was doing uh, to even improve upon uh, how to make things better, yeah, I was right very on. fortunate because my uh, instructor was a uh, a real heavyweight. He to, like I mentioned before, he uh, studied uh, studied with Nikolai Slonimsky. Yeah, and uh, that's pretty heavy stuff right there. You spent some time with the charts. It sounds like absolutely, absolutely. So when you bring
0: that to a group of high school students. You know, what's your approach? I mean, are you, um, you know, you're a pretty laid-back guy. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I take it you you want to give a rigorous, um, you know, way in which to uh, get them to practice and get into the music, but you also want to make it fun. Could you talk about how do you do that?
1: Well, it's a very interesting thing. Uh, I was very fortunate. The students that I had at that time were uh, really hungry for music. And, they, and some of them told me that that's how they wanted to make their living. So... I told them, I said, well, look, if you guys want to do that, you're going to have to, you know, tighten up on your skills. Well, how do we do that? Well, you know, start by transcribing the work of some of the heavyweights. And uh, there you go. at the time, they didn't have uh, um, the work ethic that was required. So I said, look, man, uh, if you're not going to transcribe something, I'm going to transcribe it for you. But I'm going to put it in one of the tunes that we play, so I make sure that, <laughs> that you have to play it, you know. So there you go. That's how it happened. You That's know. awesome. And, uh, as we
0: mentioned, there's, uh, you know, at least a record that came out of this Cleveland high school jazz band experience. Mm-hmm. Um, we, uh, I, I think it would also be worth one quick moment. I think it would also be worth noting that, um, you know, uh, that sounds very similar to the approach at Theramemory. memory, um, took with his students back in the day you work with oh. the American American music program there is right. a nonprofit right. recently won a very prestigious award at the Mingus competition on mm-hmm. the East Coast uh, mm-hmm. directed by Devin Phillips uh, but there's there's this you know story that ha- has been permanently etched in my brain that you know there had all these um, you know jazz band students that were very interested hungry to play just like you you mm-hmm. say And, um, but also want to do soul music, want to do more, you know, edgy stuff, pop, rock, all kinds of stuff. And his way of meeting them was, you know what, before you play a note in this band, you need to be able to write it on the chalkboard. There you you go. You got to be able to tell us what you're going to do. It seems like there's a little sliver of that in the way you work as well.
1: Oh, absolutely. Thera and I have the same concept and, and approach to music. In fact, a lot of people don't know, Thera and I work together at. ACMA uh, Arts Communication and Magnet Academy. We, we uh, taught together for a year over there. He had the jazz orchestra and I had the jazz band. Okay. And so my group fed into his group. And so I, my, my job was to get them ready for Thera. <laughs> oh
0: wow. Okay. So it was a feeder in that way. Absolutely. That's cool. Well, I mean, maybe we should just get into it so people can hear uh, what that's like, you know, We've been smoothing it out this whole hour, but we, we got to hear what the kids are doing and, and how you're teaching it.
1: Yeah, let's hear the kids. They, they really worked hard and because I gave them a lot to work for. They didn't know it was hard music. I didn't tell them that.
0: <laughs> there you go. This next tune is off um, a Cleveland High School jazz band record from about 2007. Yes. It's a track called Moments Notice. Once again... We are in studio with Kenny Polson. Listen to some smooth cuts.
1: Joy Spring, and it is going to feature our trumpet section. Joy Spring.
0: All right, once again, listening to Night School with Bobby D here in studio with Kenny Polson and some of his big band arrangement work at Cleveland High School Mm -hmm. uh, about a decade back. Kenny, it's been such a pleasure to have you on.
1: It's been great being here. I'm having a great time.
0: yeah, my door is always open. I want you to keep us abreast as things move along. I, you know, realize you got a lot of release plans and um, you're also, you know, very active in the community.
1: If there's anything you have coming up, you know, feel free to let the people know now. Okay, yeah, I have a, um, uh, let's talk about the biggest project. Do it, yeah, yeah. The biggest project I have right now is the Vanport Jazz Festival. And that was gonna be Saturday, August 4th. Okay. Saturday August 4th write that down on your calendar <laughs> okay yeah who are you playing with well we're going to open the show okay and on that program is is going to be Najee Norman Brown um, Layla Hathaway and um there's one more artist I can't even think off the top oh um South Africa um Trying to think of it too. Layla Hathaway, um, the
0: daughter of Donnie Hathaway. That's right. Right. That's right. South African trumpeter Hugh. Uh, um, no, he's no, passed. Not, <laughs> yeah, we lost him. We're not yeah. playing
1: We're not opening up for him. Uh, yeah, <laughs> if we can keep from it.
0: <laughs> well, folks, just stay tuned. August 4th. Jonathan Butler. Oh, was there.